Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. We're happy to be with you today. I'm Leon Dolan here in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer and producer. And today, sisters, I scanned a document with my (laughs) iPhone and sent it. So, oh, that is life changing. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Be still my heart. Liz, what's up with you today? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is Liz Dolan. I'm the middle sister. I'm in Santa Monica, California. And it's funny. I had a surprisingly productive morning while I was waiting for us all to connect. You know how you always have like a big basket of pens on your desk? Or I do anyway. And you know that like most of them don't work at all. So I just sat here and I tested everyone and I threw away two thirds of my pens. So there you go. How about that? Wow. For a way to start the day with a bang. Julie? We're killing it. We're killing it today. Wow. This is a lot of pressure. This is Julie Tolan. I'm the oldest sister. I'm in Dallas, Texas in my closet. But I have to say, you know what? I I found an a old stash of chocolate in the back of my pantry this morning. <laughs> oh. So that was pretty, that was a pretty big score. Yes. <laughs> I had a piece of chocolate before we started the show. Yeah. It's a nice boost. Good boost for you. All right, we're all having a great week today. So that's that's great. Uh, we have a big show for you today. Um, it's just us, no guests today, but we have plenty of things to talk about. Julie, you have a story in the news that you just don't buy at all. Totally this false, is, you it's believe. It's just, I, can't, I cannot understand it. It involves a cave in France. I'll, I'll explain it to you all. Okay, Liz, you saw a photo. You don't buy it all. We're going to break totally that down. Totally not buying it. This photo went around the world over the weekend, Leanne. And as you know, I took one look at it and thought, there is something not right here. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, also, you have some 90s nostalgia stories. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that because, yeah, yeah. you know, let's watch Friends again. Let's watch all the Friends <laughs> episodes again, shall we? Yes. And uh, then finally, I'm going to talk a little bit about my volunteer trajectory from, you know, making the meatball lunches in preschool to producing a global television show this week. So uh, all, wow. uh, all in my spare time. So looking forward to that. Wow. wow. I didn't yeah. know you had spare time because you're so busy doing these free things in your spare I know. time. All right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Great All right, but you volunteer. But can we start? I would like to give a $5 shout out to a group of women um, that I'm just going to call the Mod Squad. Uh, and let me explain what the situation. Saturday, I went out to lunch with some of my friends. It was delightful. Had a delightful lunch. Um, I was leaving the restaurant, I had my mask on, and I was walking in the parking lot, and I took my mask off on my way to the car. But I was wearing a pair of small uh, gold hoop earrings, and as I took my mask off, 
one, one of my earrings got caught in that motion of taking the mask off and it popped off and it fell in the parking lot, okay? So I heard it. I, I was just standing there staring down, you know, trying to find it. Yeah. When lo and behold, the mod squad drives up. This is a carload of women. Okay, I'm going to call them my older sisters, okay? <laughs> but they, they're all dolled up and they come screeching to a halt. They roll down their windows, okay, in the car. They're like, what happened? What happened? Okay, they just wanted to get involved. I said, oh, I lost one of my earrings. You cannot believe the empathy coming from this carload of women, okay? They were like, oh my gosh, that is the worst when your earring happens, okay? They're blocking traffic. There are cars behind them, but the mod squad doesn't care. And then they say, let us get out of the car and we're going to help you find your earring, okay? Because there's nothing worse. Is there, sisters? No, it's they terrible. Yeah. Hearing? I mean, you're just mm -hmm. bitter about it for the rest of your life. It's right. That's that one, true. That one earring sits in your jewelry box. Yeah. And you remember yes. that day. Okay. Well, the mod squad wasn't going to let that happen to me. Okay. They were all, all in. Okay. And so the women get out of the car and they are like hunting, hunting, hunting for this earring. And, uh, and I found it. And then there were cheers all around. Okay. Then the mod squad got all back in their car rolled up the windows and tooted at me and went on their way. <laughs> oh, they weren't even staying for lunch? They, wow. No, no, I think they had already been to lunch. It was a great Mexican restaurant. Uh, uh -huh. uh, they may have even had a margarita <laughs> or, or a mambo taxi, which is a special cocktail of this restaurant, which is a frozen margarita with a swirl of sangria in it. I don't know. Perhaps they had had one of those. But the Mod Squad, was they, they were just the best. Okay? Yeah. That, just made my day. I was like, they were so helpful, found my earring. And now every time I wear this earring, I, earrings, I am going to think of that group of women and just how they, they came to my rescue. That That's is a fun story, Jill. That is satellite sisterhood in action. Right yeah. there, right yeah. there. Congratulations. I, I know. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to follow that up with another good news story that um, some Satellite Sisters have been involved in. About a year ago, one of my high school friends posted on her Facebook page that they were on a family vacation in Ocean, Ocean City, yeah, Ocean City, Maryland, and they, their French bulldog, Fisher, went missing. He literally let himself out of the vacation rental in the middle of the night and disappeared. <laughs> And oh. I know that we have some, first of all, we have some French Bulldog fans at Satellite Sisters and we have some people in Maryland. So on her Facebook page, she was like, please spread this picture of Fisher around. We're looking for him. So I did. Satellite Sisters responded. They started a Facebook group. 6,000 people are now a member of the Finding Fisher Facebook group, which really? makes me a little bitter because that's about dog. the same number as our Facebook group. But okay. <laughs> And anyway. Fisher doesn't have to do a podcast every week. No, How about that? he does nothing. But so long story short, like they can't find Fisher. Fisher's oh. been missing. He's been missing. This week, someone in Maryland found Fisher wandering down the street. And because the Facebook group has like reached into the depths of humanity, someone saw like the guy posted on his social media, like, hey, I found this dog. They're like, oh my gosh, that's Fisher. 290 days later. 
they got their daughter. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Oh, I love stories like that. <laughs> I, I am a sucker for stories like that. And yeah. so where do you think Fisher was all this time? You know, the, he had a little bit of frostbite on his paw. So his, the vet said, who checked him out said he was probably outside, either like, you know, stuck in someone's driveway or something like that uh, and not let in a lot. Um, but he seems to be in pretty good, pretty good health, but they don't really know where he was. He was just wandering down the street alone. Uh, but here's a, here's, a, here's a statistic that surprised me. Now it's been covered on the news and everything. I just thought, oh, it's my high school friend. No, it's been like a national news story. <laughs> the number of dogs stolen annually is about 2 million according to the American Kennel Club. And thefts often involve high value dogs like, oh, it's a Boston Terrier. I'm sorry, uh-huh. it's not a French. It was a Boston Terrier. I apologize to the- Yes, to the, to the, to the bulldogs and to the Terrier. I'm, I'm yes. sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. They look a lot alike, but anyway. it's a, not, it was... not the least bit. <laughs> <laughs> not one bit. Okay, I'm sorry, Fisher the Boston Terrier. I'd like to apologize. Okay. But anyway, he was found. That's the good news. That so is there great. You go. Yeah. Yeah, dog crimes. You know, we never got the follow up we deserve on the Lady Gaga dog napping, right? You're right. Like, you're right. The strangest story. I, I am still waiting for that. Yeah. You know? right and there. those were French Bulldogs, I believe. Yeah, high value targets. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so, all right, well, as long as we're on a dog jag here, I have a major dog announcement for the sisterhood and misterhood. And it's because you've inquired, led by Kathleen in the Facebook group. Kathleen wanted to know, when is Hooper coming home? Now, just as a little refresher, when I broke my knee and my leg at the beginning of the year, um, you know, obviously Hooper was with me and Hooper was home when I got home. And there was like a week in between when I actually sustained all that injury and when I was having the surgery to repair it. And th- that was a dark week, wasn't it, Leanne? That was yes, not. Yes, it was. Forever. Yeah. It's hard to even joke about it. You yeah, were in a yeah. lot of pain. It was yeah. a dark week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but as a result, hard. as anyone who's ever met a dog knows, you know, when you're in a lot of pain, your dog knows it and they want to protect you. And so Hooper, I was just laying in bed and Hooper was like snuggled up next to me, but trying to keep everyone away yes. when people try when people tried to help me. So, you know, that's what dogs do. But anyway, we couldn't have that. And it was kind of unsafe for me to have the dog around. So, um, so Leon, you drove Hooper to Northern California and our brother Dick came down from Bend, Oregon. There was a handoff at the Bridge of the Gods, I believe, or what is yes. that bridge? The yes. <laughs> it's not the Bridge of the Gods, but. <laughs> I think of it as the Bridge of the, the Gods. Garden. That's the Garden of the Gods and that's in Colorado. <laughs> okay. it was, it's in Redding, California. Yeah, yeah. beautiful, beautiful yeah. span. And it must be a pretty darn good looking bridge. That's it is. Okay. Okay. It is. We have photos of the handoff, which I can post. <laughs> anyway, so as a result, Hooper has been in Bend, Oregon uh, since the beginning of January. As I started to heal, I had my surgery, I've been in rehab. It really wouldn't have been safe to have him around. I couldn't move very well. Now that I'm up on crutches, it's a little shaky, though I'm doing way better on that. Anyway, the decision has been made. It's time to bring Hooper home. And I pulled the trigger on this because that same brother, Dick, um, mentioned to me that he is not flying, but driving to Southern California for his son's 
college graduation and graduation is in air quotes people <laughs> so it's college graduation um that will be the second week in may and uh and not only was he driving he mentioned to me on the phone that you know it would be he and his wife and their dog so i was like oh you're driving to Los Angeles from Bend, Oregon with a dog. Anyway, <laughs> light bulb. Anyway, you'd be willing to take on another do doggy passenger? So yeah, sure enough, yeah, sure. So, so that's when they're bringing Hooper home. So I have a couple of weeks to get ready. It's, I'm, I'm <laughs> super excited about this. It's gonna be nice to have my little guy home again. Yeah. Great, Liz. Yeah, we're we're so happy for you. Yes. yes, yes. I think it'll be great. I'm I'm just going to make sure. I would like either Dick or Susan to videotape the homecoming because I'm expect, expecting one of those <laughs> soldier home from the front kind of. I'll be very disappointed if we don't get that. Uh, okay, but here's the thing. So Hooper will be home. I could not be more excited. Thank you, Kathleen, and everyone else for for asking about it. But. I'm still not able to walk a dog. That would not, the walking is uh, not something I can, I can walk around my, I can walk a little, but walking and holding onto a leash, that would not be a good idea. So, um, so I'm interviewing dog sitters. The Hooper's previous dog sitter, who was also Ferris's dog sitter, is in semi-retirement now. So he can do an occasional walk, but I'm going to need every morning and every night, seven days a week for... I don't know, a couple of months or something. Mm -hmm. So here's the dilemma, sisters. I really need your advice. How do I interview a dog sitter when I don't even have a dog present, right? So like normally you'd invite the dog sitter over, maybe see them interact with your dog. You know, like wh what am I looking for here? What should I, and do I want a solo or do I need like a dog? sitting company i don't know i'm really a little bit stumped about how to hire the right person so julie any thoughts on this uh liz you need coverage okay <clears throat> with a capital c that's what yeah, you need yeah. that's the most important thing so i think you need two dog sitters okay mm -hmm. or two two services and i i like the idea of a service so if someone is if you have a single dog sitter and something happens to that dog sitter then, you know, that's a real problem for you and Hooper, right? It is, yes. So yeah, yeah. It, it's like mm -hmm. having a backup babysitter, okay? Mm -hmm. that's, you, need, you, need, you need multiple layers of care, Liz, okay? You cannot multiple just... Multiple layers. Okay, okay. just a single dog sitter, that's too much stress, okay? Get, yeah. Get two services, you know, and get uh, Hooper used to different people walking him so that that's... Yeah. That's just the way you're going to roll. You know, don't yeah. give him any other options to bond with one dog sitter. That's what I say, you know. Okay. Because you need coverage. Coverage. Oh, coverage with a capital C. Yeah. Leon, any, any suggestions about what I'm looking for or how to interview for a dog sitter? I was just going to say zip recruiter, but it <laughs> seems like Julie has really thought this through. <laughs> it, it's a lot like, it's not unlike childcare, you know, when you think about it, you know. Right. I know, uh, you know, people have, you know, people have backup plans for childcare. You need to do that because, because things fall through, you know, things yeah. happen. So yeah. You need people you know, yeah. who will come in any kind of weather, right? Mm -hmm. Hot, cold, the, mm -hmm. the, you know, the terrible rainstorms you have there in Southern California, whatever. Fires. They fire. Mainly it's fire. 
Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, earthquakes, they need to show up. That's mm -hmm. okay. So. Mm -hmm. The, yeah. Okay. And here's, uh, here's the real, the hard part for me emotionally, like, okay. So I've had a dog sitter for years and years, but normally like if you're at work uh, you may think about your dog, but you're not, you don't think is the dog sitter there yet? Is the dog sitter there yet? Is the dog sitter there yet? Like when they come, they come at 11, come at noon, come at one, no big deal. Right. You're not there. You're not witnessing it. But when I'm home waiting for the dog sitter to roll in first thing in the morning, that dog sitter better really get there first thing in the morning. You know, there's no flex time in my situation. So I just, I don't want to be unreasonable. But then again, Hooper's going to be staring at me like, what's happening here? Why are we not going out? It's seven o'clock in the morning. What, what's happening here? So yeah, I can see that, Liz. I, that is very much like childcare. I had the same situation when we were on the radio early. Uh, and I needed to get up and be out the door by 7 a.m. at the very latest. And um, I paid a premium for, it was the number one uh, consideration was promptness. Mm -hmm. I was like, don't ever be late. Yeah. Like, that's all I, and I'm going to pay you for that. Like I, so, so I think you have okay. to take that tact. So yeah, okay. this is it. This is the time, you know, you have some flexibility in the evening, but don't ever yeah. be late in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've, I've begun the interview process uh, now, um, yeah. so I'll let you know how that goes. One woman that I talked to, she had this great website, and they have an app, and I've got like half a dozen different dog sitters, but then when I called her, she's like, yeah, that all went away during the pandemic. It's just me now. So a lot of those businesses Aww. that, you know, because people are home now, right. the dog sitting business has been oh, hit yeah. hard. So anyway, so, but it's all good news, people. It's all super exciting, good news. I'm very excited to have Hooper here and to have him by my side is, um, is really going to be a nice emotional lift, which is why I saw this super suspicious photo in the news over the weekend. So <laughs> now I know you may think I'm overthinking this a little bit, but that's what I do now because I'm home alone all day. We're not able to do too much. I'm just, I'm in the overthinking business. So I'm very happy for him, Mr. Tiger Woods. Uh, you may have noticed over the weekend, the first official photo came out of Tiger Woods um, on crutches with a cast on his right foot and ankle uh, in his, what they call his backyard practice area. Apparently he has a small golf course in his backyard. Yes, yes he does. <laughs> Which I saw, I saw that picture list and I wasn't going to send, I didn't send it. Because <laughs> that's what I need. And of course, that would be great if I had a yard, I could just open the door and Hooper could just go do his thing. I'm in a two bedroom upstairs condo, so that's not happening. Anyway, so it's, but this is Tiger and uh, with, his dog, well, his alleged dog. This is my issue here. So, uh, and his message was, uh, this is Instagram, my course is coming along faster than I am, but it's nice to have a faithful rehab partner, man's best friend. So it's Tiger on his crutches with a boot on one leg and his dog sitting next to him. I, I was just immediately suspicious. First of all, that he's standing up already. I again, I'm not bitter or anything, but, but his accident was like seven weeks after mine. And I'm standing up now too, but I'm like, man, is that real? Is that, is he really standing up? How is it? Okay, good for him. But, and then, then I'm looking at the dog and the dog 
is looking off camera like the dog lee and i immediately texted this to you like yes and, and my message to lee and julie was i don't even think that's his dog look at that dog <laughs> that dog is not even looking at him that dog is looking off camera obviously there's a trainer off camera that exactly. has that, he has a million dollar dog sitter right yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i need whoever okay. whoever is training bugs which is the dog's name, which, okay, that is a super cute name for a dog. Like, so Bugs is looking off camera, taking his commands, obviously, from someone who's not Tiger Woods. And uh, so that would be nice if I had that. Um, so then I became suspicious that this was not even his dog. I will admit, my mind, like, there was a series of conspiracy theories. Like, he's just posing with some circus dog that he hired. Like, I don't believe that's his dog standing next to him like that on a golf course when his accident was on February 23rd, and it sounded like it was even worse than mine. And so I'm just spinning, spinning, spinning on this. And then the next day, I go back to the photo. And <laughs> and now and now I have Sage, my occupational therapist, is with me. I'm like, Sage, look at this photo. Can you believe the tiger is like up and standing? She's like, I don't know. It doesn't look like he's putting any weight on that other foot. I don't think he's weight bearing yet. So then we spend like half an hour talking about that. That made me feel a little bit better. But then I noticed, Julie, that this dog, this Tiger Woods' alleged dog, is standing right next to his crutch like so close to his crutch, that is a hazard. Yes. So then I sent out another series of texts that's like, upon further examination, I believe that dog was Photoshopped in. I do not believe. <laughs> or is it just a stolen dog like, that, that he happened to, or a runaway I, dog, who knows, right? I don't know. I just know that there's no way I'm letting Hooper stand that close to me when I'm on crutches, right? Right. Maybe because Hooper is untrained, uh, so that's part of it. Mm -hmm. And this dog, who clearly does not even belong to Tiger Woods, is obviously a professional like TV dog, cir circus dog, something. But anyway, that's how I spent my, my weekend. <laughs> well, that was time well spent, Liz. <laughs> I can see that it has really been a mood boost for you just, to see that picture and to spend time with that. Picture. Just to be clear, I'm super happy for Tiger. It was really <laughs> I, can, I can tell. <laughs> we can tell, Liz. We can tell. You know, he broke his leg and his ankle. I broke my leg and my knee. You know, he probably gets a higher level of care than I do at this point. And I'm assuming so does his dog. So I don't begrudge him that. But I, anyway, it, but it really... But thing, Liz. You're both athletes. You're both yes. to make a comeback. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just remember that. That's right. Okay. All right. It's true. I am coming back. I am much better this week. So thank you, Julie. Thank you for that little pep talk. Right. Liz, from just cursory search, that is his actual dog. There's quite a few photos of bugs, but still, I do believe there's something suspicious about that. So uh, I feel like he was just, he just got put in the golf cart, stuck yes. there. They took a photo yes. and then he got back in the golf cart. That's yeah. what I believe, Liz. I Which don't think he's, yeah. <laughs> he's not out taking his dog for a walk on his golf course. I'll tell you that. The, uh, okay, <laughs> we have to move on now. But, um, but good, good news for yeah, you. Is this is going to be a spin-off podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you thought Liz knew a lot about Whitey Bulger. Well, just wait. Just wait. Okay. Julie, please, Julie, get that cave story ready because we got to move. Uh, all right. But first, we're going to thank a couple of sponsors. 
Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm-hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair is really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Okay, well, okay. we're back. And uh, I have another story that I just I just cannot get. I, I don't know. I don't understand it. Okay, Did, I don't know <laughs> if you saw it. It was an international news story um, uh, in France. Uh, this is, there is an institute institute called the Human Adaptation Institute. And they have a research fund. It's French and Swiss scientists. And they have uh, $1.5 million. And they got 15 people uh, to spend 40 days in a cave. Okay. So Mm -hmm. this was, this was a dark cave. Okay. It's a dark cave. There's no lights. They didn't bring They weren't allowed to bring in any electronics. The temperature in the cave was like 50 degrees and a hundred percent relative humidity. So a cold, dark, damp (laughs) cave. Dank. How did they get 15 people during a pandemic to say, oh yeah, my life isn't bad enough now. Please let me (laughs) sign up and go in a cold, dark cave for 40 days. Uh, And that's what they did. So, but, and here are the two big research findings coming out of this experiment. Okay. Uh, Okay. You ready for it? Yeah. Number one, time passed more slowly in a dark cave. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Second big research finding that when you're in a cold, dark cave, they didn't feel a rush to do anything. (laughs) That's it. It's like pandemic plus. I know. That's what I don't understand. Okay. 
And that's what they found. But why did they do? Is that what they were trying to find out? Because that seems pretty predictable. Well, they, I mean, this institute is trying to see how the, you know, human beings react to different situations and can they adapt at all. But those were their two big findings. Okay. (laughs) That was, was it time well spent? Money well spent? I don't know. I don't understand it. But that's what was going on in the cave in France this week. You can almost understand the Institute. What you don't understand is the volunteers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I do not. I like how they got 15 people. Like, I mean, they were so bored, locked in their apartments. Like, okay, yes. <laughs> yes. I'll go in the cave. In the dark. Well, I totally know that feeling of you think the pandemic is bad now. Now I'm going to show you how it gets worse. You know, <laughs> I've been on that ride a little bit, though not in the cold, dank cave. Anyway. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, I'm suspicious too, Julie. Yeah, That's, right. you know. Um, okay. So I mentioned on the to-do list last week that last Wednesday I was getting my second shot. So I did. I am fully vaccinated, sisters. I'm very happy. Pfizer number two in that non-dominant arm. I had, you know, no problem with that. So I'm feeling good, right? Feeling like the world is starting to open up a little bit. So I decided to start to address some of the routine screening tests that I had put off in 2020 and then early in 2021 for obvious reasons. So the one thing I didn't have last year, I never got around to getting a mammogram. And so I called up the end of last week, I called to make a mammogram appointment. And I'm just passing along this information because I believe a lot of people, uh, a lot of women might be sort of thinking the same way I have been like, okay, now let's start ticking off the things that I put off. And when I was making an appointment at UCLA, the scheduler said, have you been vaccinated? And, uh, and I thought, like, they just want people that have been vaccinated. And I was like, yes. yes, as a matter of fact, I just got my shot two days ago, feeling good. And he's like, okay, well, what we have found is that the COVID-19 vaccination can produce false positives in breast cancer mammograms because the vaccine itself can result in swollen lymph nodes, which is Mm -hmm. totally routine for any kind of vaccine. And so um, some of the the medical announcements I saw said, some medical facilities are delaying breast cancer for screenings for four to six weeks after getting the vaccination. Uh, UCLA, they actually had me delay it for eight weeks. Not sure why, but anyway, um, I made my appointment for eight weeks from now, locked in, very excited. My, my fantasy is that I would actually be able to drive myself to that. <laughs> so that's, talk about being in a dark, dank cave when your fantasy is driving yourself to a mammogram. You know, you're coming out of a cave. Um, but they did make a point of saying, the medical experts, if you have any breast cancer symptoms, do not postpone. Go in if you have symptoms. So passing that Yeah, that's along, an important warning. Yeah, 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 yeah. If there's a reason, if you find a lump, if there are any other symptoms, then do go in. Do not wait. Um, but otherwise, um, give it some extra weeks and, and then be sure to get that done if, like me, you put it off in the last year. I just had my mammogram done and I... I said to the tech, this is the closest thing I've had to a spa service in 14 months. Like, I, I was like, I'm enjoying this a ridiculous amount, this level of attention. So, so, that was, so 
So okay. I encourage people to get them. It's live it up. Get your mammogram, right? <laughs> yeah. The the other thing I have on my to do list medically is the uh, shingles vaccine, Julie, because I know you were hounding me to get that, and I'm just not in the mood for a shingles vaccine. I'm gonna wait. I'm just, just... Liz, Liz, do not wait. Okay, you know you got you got to time it out. Yeah, but it's a two shot protocol, and you know you may have a reaction to the second one. Yeah, so I didn't. It's yeah. Important. It's important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the second shingles. Anyway. So, okay. Thank you. All right. Okay. Well, uh, so this week is my big International Women of Courage celebration. This is the event that I've been working on for the last couple of months. I've worked on this committee, this event for six years, and normally it's an in-person event. We work with the U.S. Department of State. We honor these amazing women from all over the world. Uh, our organization raises enough money to give them grants so that they can go back to their home countries and carry on with this work. But this year, it was all virtual, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it started with this idea of like, well, how can we do this virtually? And four months later, we've produced a global television event. Like we just in our exciting. spare time. Exciting. It's very, Good work. It's very exciting. And I have to say, I have learned a lot because we are doing a pre-produced one-hour event. We are doing a half-hour event beforehand with all the women all over the world in a special Zoom room that the State Department provides that has this incredible application called Interprefy that simultaneously translates everything. You just select your language and no matter who's saying what in what language, it comes out in the language you have you have chosen, which is really? incredible tech. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, are you seeing, yeah. is, is it like subtitles? No. Or, no, the audio is. Yeah. So yeah. It's simultaneous yeah. translation. Wow. Yes. Wow. It's Amazing. unbelievable in seven different languages because that's how many languages. So, and then on the other end, we're doing a panel discussion also in the Zoom room for the simultaneous translation. Uh, and then we're broadcasting the English translation on a platform. I have learned so many new <laughs> terms and, you know, technologies in addition to, you know, working on the heart of it, which was producing the one hour TV show that includes interviews with five of the women um, with Lisa Ling, who did just an amazing job. She's an amazing journalist and uh, she donated her time as did Rachel Scott at ABC News and Willow Bay, the Dean of USC and media pioneer Willow Bay. And so it's been really a great, great experience. I've loved it. And wow. That's on Thursday, but I was thinking. But this is all volunteer work for you too, right? Yes, it's volunteer. Yeah. Yes, it's one hundred percent volunteer for me. So people, um, we are paying some of the professionals involved because that's their living, that's their job. But a lot of people have also volunteered time, like our TV production company. Uh, they the the executive producers volunteered their times, but we're paying the editors and the post-production supervisors, things like that. So uh, it's the only way we could have done it. We're not a huge organization and we, the money all goes to the women. So we've managed to make this work. But I was thinking just about my volunteer life because when I started on Satellite Sisters 20 years ago, I mean, it's like, I remember talking about that meatball lunch that I produced for the, for the preschool. Do you remember that? I do. It I was do remember yeah, that. Oh, Papa, yeah. You were really. I mean, 
you were on a high for several weeks after the meatball lunch. Yes. I mean, I started there, like, how can I make Swedish meatballs for 140 toddlers and then their parents and faculty? And I just bought all the Swedish meatballs at, at Ikea and we cooked them up and we sold them and we served them up. I am sure I'm the only one that remembers the meatball lunch at the Maryland preschool, but that was like my first volunteer thing at, at a school. And then I moved on. Remember when I did the book fair? Uh, oh, yeah. We elementary school. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. That was a lot of work. It was and a lot balloon, of work. And the balloon arch. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. I remember all of that. <laughs> yes. And that, again, I had a daily radio show, so it mm-hmm. was not that easy to also produce, you know, to chair a five-day-long book fair at school. I had to take vacation time to do that. Mm-hmm. Then, Julie, you mentioned the balloon art. I did the sportsathon many years at the kids' school, <laughs> where that was like a full-blown track meet and hot dog lunch. And then I did... Well, Leanne, that. that's the thing people need to understand. Your standards are very high. Yeah. So paid or unpaid, it doesn't right. matter to you. As you it always doesn't. say, the pay is the same. It's zero. So, but you're still going to do a top-notch job. Right. Right. There's still authors coming. There's like when yeah. we did, uh, my friend Tilly and I produced both Pioneer Days and Colonial Days in back-to-back <laughs> years. Okay. And Tilly is like really good at crafting and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, we had a photo booth. I, I brought down all the pewter, like we dressed the table and all the pewter my mom had given me. I mean, we were panning for gold. I was teaching uh, square dancing at one point. So just calling a square dance, like we have done it. So, but this is really a whole new level for me, producing a global yes. television show. So. so where do you think this leads? What will be your next step? Liz? I mean, you can't go back to bake sales after this. I don't know. I mean, can I volunteer to run LA 2028? Cause that would be the next know. logical step. Um, that probably. or the Academy Awards. Yeah. It seems like those are the two. That, well, they, there's some need there. I yes, believe. Yes, right. indeed. I, uh-huh. yes, uh-huh. indeed. That seems like it's wide open there for some, for some really some high-powered volunteer like yourself. But yeah. I was re- I was reading about some volunteer statistics because millions of us volunteer. In fact, according to the uh, the non what is this the non nonprofit source a website that you know reaches out to volunteers and nonprofit organizations, twenty five percent of the adult population volunteers, their time, talents, and energy to make a difference, which is great. Women volunteer at a higher rate than men, about 27% of women versus 21%. Um, On average, people spend about 52 hours a year volunteering their time. I think I spent spent 52 hours yesterday volunteering my time. But yeah, 52 hours, you know, that's consistent. That's an hour a week, which is a really decent amount of time for people. Mm -hmm. Uh, 72% of volunteers are involved in only one organization. I found that kind of interesting. People don't really split their time. And that's kind of what I did. I did school volunteering for a long time. And then I moved over to this NGO. Um, While 18% are involved with two. And Mm -hmm. uh, the top four national volunteer activities are food collection and distribution, fundraising or selling items to raise money, general labor or transportation, which I have often been in, the setup (laughs) and schlepping. That is usually... Uh-huh. That's usually an area where I excel. Well, it requires a minivan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and because you believe in arriving early, that's yes. key for the setup crew. <laughs> and then tutoring or teaching, which I've never done because I'd be terrible at that. Um, so, uh, but I don't see producing a global television event on this list. So, <laughs> so there aren't that many of us out there. 
Well, do you have any tips, Leah? I believe there was one point, you you do have a long and illustrious career of volunteer work, so uh, hats off to you. But I wasn't there, there was a time where you felt like you needed to take a hiatus. You were a little burned out. Right. You stepped away and then you went back to it with renewed vigor. Yes. Well, that was when um, our parents were really sick. So uh, I did take, I I called it my volunteer sabbatical. Mm -hmm. I just had, I was on the board at my son's high school of the parents association. And I realized like, I can't do this next year because our father had Alzheimer's. And then I didn't know at the time, but shortly after that, our mom would be diagnosed with cancer. But I just felt like with my father with Alzheimer's, it was so unpredictable, right? 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 And so I the stress of having to find substitutions to fill your slot at the bake sale, it, it just wasn't worth it. And you know what? The world didn't stop spinning. I took a volunteer sabbatical for a couple of years. It was the smartest thing I did. I just stepped away. I took care of the family. I had to get a kid into college. Things were happening. Um, but mainly it was just the stress of not having to go to the meetings and stuff like that, that made a big difference. And then I stepped back in, you know, when I was ready and I, you know, after that, unfortunately our, our parents died, but I took a year off and then, and was able to step back in. So don't be afraid to step away. There are plenty of good reasons to do that. It shouldn't That's be good a, advice. That's good know, advice, Leanne. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shouldn't mm-hmm. be a stressor. I mean, it's going to be some stress like right now, some stress is happening, but uh, it should, <laughs> <laughs> it should, it. there doesn't seem to be any food involved uh with this uh <laughs> that's, global that's the good thing stuff. about virtual events i know i mean yes. so at least you don't you're not like firing up hot dogs or meatballs, <laughs> meatballs <laughs> craft like services easy street Liam. there you go <laughs> good point julie that's a good point <laughs> Leanne, people listening to this are going to want to know if they can see it. This is a ticketed event, right? It is so a ticketed let's just event. Be clear about that. Yes, um, yes, because the money is all a donation and it's used to support these women. There's probably a point in the future where it will be available, but right now it's a ticketed event. Mm-hmm. So, um, so thanks to some people who have bought tickets, I appreciate that. Um, but that's yeah, that's the way it is for right now. So um, yeah, but that's it. Thank that's you. Amazing. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, Coming up, we have some entertaining sisters and uh, we're going to tell you all about some Mother's Day specials we're doing. So stay tuned. But first, we want to thank our sponsors. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, Just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. Skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. 
youthful is, a youthful glow is going to (laughs) happen. And it's infused with Osea's signature Undarius seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's, That's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. All right, you guys. Um, next week, we have a special guest on the show. You know who's visiting us? Author Mary Kay Andrews. She has a wonderful new book out uh, called The Newcomer. She's known as the queen of summer for her sun-filled thrillers and mysteries. And this is a really, it's sort of a bittersweet story about sisters. And it all takes place at kind of a rundown summer motel in Florida. So I liked both the setting and the sister relationship. I can't wait to talk to Mary Kay. We've gotten to know her over the last year through her incredible website friends and fiction and she's going to be our guest for our mother's day show well that'll be really fun yeah one other book note mention uh, leanne is uh congrats to you your book the sweeney sisters now out in paper book was on the bestseller list at romans this past weekend hit the bestseller list and i believe you were like right above or just below ernest hemingway i was (laughs) So nice, nicely done. It was. Come on. Ernest Hemingway and Octavia Butler. So, (laughs) you know, that's the funny thing about the paperback list is that it, you get sort of mixed up in things that are like summer reading or assignments, or there was, you know, the Ken Burns documentary and Ernest Hemingway, like puts that back in the forefront. Uh, I remember the last time one of my previous books was on the bestseller list, the paperback. Um, It was F. Scott Fitzgerald. I was right next to, (laughs) so it's just. It makes that is a, a really fun. Uh, it, it's fun to look at the list because it's always a kooky combination of of people. But right. really, I was in between Ernest Hemingway and Octavia Butler. So I think uh, that is suitable for framing. I think you got to get Framebridge on the blower. La- laminate it, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks, Liz. Yeah, the Sweeney Sisters is available in paperback everywhere. So thank you. Everywhere. All right. I am going to uh, call out a little bit of a cultural trend I'm sensing, sisters, and uh, because it's, you know, it's affecting me and my life. And it is um, a renewed interest in just generally, I'll call it 90s nostalgia. Mm. We seem to be ready to rehash the 90s in a lot of ways. And how do I know this? Because I've gotten three recent inquiries where I'm supposed to rehash the 90s. Um, and remember the 90s, Liz. Well, okay, this is the challenge, Julie. Okay, Uh the the first inquiry uh, came in about a month ago, and it was the um, uh, people, two women, women we've had on our show before, like the twins that do the documentaries together. Oh, right. But they were, they were doing a documentary for uh, the NBC Olympics unit, and it was about the 1999 Women's World Cup. 
And so, you know, there was a lot of excitement about an anniversary for that. And they were doing, they're doing a documentary for that. It was right after I had my accident. So I, I, I did the interview with them, like on the phone, like my recollections, people may not know, I, I ran the marketing for that event. Um, but I did decline the on-camera interview. That's a good call. <laughs> it just seemed like there are other people that could, could do better than me in the, in the on-camera department. But, you know, you might see that pop up during the Olympics. So that was my first dose of, oh, my God, do I remember that? Got to work on that. And then last week, I got another email. And this is from the ESPN Films 30 for 30 documentary team. And they are producing a documentary about the 1996 USA women's basketball team. Do you remember that team? It's Lisa Leslie, Dawn Mm -hmm. Staley, Cheryl Swoops. That was a huge big deal at the time. And I was running marketing at Nike at the time. So I did make a lot of the decisions related to that team and the marketing of that team. And specifically, it was the first time Nike as a company had ever introduced a signature shoe for a female basketball player. And that was the Air Swoops, and which also was something that w- was my decision. And so now they want to come talk to me about all of the decision-making in 94, 95, 96 that led up to that, because it was sort of a crucial moment in women's sports in America. And so I'm talking to Eve from ESPN on the phone. She's like, yeah, well, we just want to ask you about this and ask you about that. I'm like, I didn't say this out loud, but it's like, oh my God, that happened in 1995. I'm going to have to like read a few books about this. Where are you going to go? Wikipedia? I know. I know. And she's already done all the research, Julie. So she had quotes from me like in front of her. I'm like, well, if you say I said that, okay, great. I can say that again. (laughs) So, uh, and luckily this filming probably won't happen until the middle or the end of the summer. So I could be like, I could be myself by then. So, but 30 for 30, that's kind of a high stakes yeah, thing. That'll you know. be fun. Yeah. That, that would be, that would be super fun. And, uh, and then like also last week going even deeper, well, this is actually late 89, early nineties. I, I got an email from a, um, a baseball writer who <laughs> see the sports of the nineties. Apparently this is what we care about. Uh, Jeff Perlman is a um, a very famous Major League Baseball beat writer. You know, he was at Sports Illustrated for a long time. He's written about 10 books. So he wrote to me, he is working on the definitive biography of Bo Jackson. Oh. And I wanted to see if one of these days I could pick your memories of the Bo Nose run and all that came with it. And oh my God, again, I'm like, <laughs> and, and I assume you can't just go back to your personal journals and diaries <laughs> to find that. Right? I'm like, Jeff, could you send me any clips you have just to help like refresh my memory? Because that, that happened in the summer of 89 is when that happened. And I can remember like one or two things related to that. But I'm just not sure I have the colorful anecdotes Jeff Perlman is going to need for me. But anyway, this is it. Like people all of a sudden, they're going back, back into sports history. And unfortunately for me, my name is popping up in some of these old clips. And so they have the details. I just don't happen to remember. That's fine. <laughs> Liz, I hear I've got a, I, I think you should go, go back into the back part of your closet 
and find some outfit from the 90s that you probably still have in there. Put it on. And I think it's going to help you, you know, remember that time. Okay. All right. I will channel the feeling of the 90s. Yeah, a pair of shoes, something to like trigger some of these deep, uh, deep memories. Okay. Okay. I do. I, have, I feel like I have emails from the '90s still. So I feel <laughs> in my inbox. in your inbox. <laughs> you know, Julie, I do have a pair of Michael Johnson's gold shoes. So maybe I should just put those on, put those on. and hope that it's all going to come rushing back to it's me. Just going to magic is going to happen, Liz. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, the '90s are coming back. I'm just warning you. And sadly for you, you, you might see me in the middle of these '90s nostalgia <laughs> trips. Well, I'm glad Bo Jackson's getting a book. Yeah, I'm glad Bo Jackson's getting a book. I mean, oh, yeah. he was yeah. an incredible athlete. And incredible. His career cut short, way too short, way too short mm-hmm. by an injury. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, we have one uh, entertaining sisters recommendation for you this week, and that would be a series on Netflix called The Spy. Now, you know, I, I like to watch all things associated with espionage, but this is a very good series. It is inspired by a real life story of a former Mossad agent, Eli Cohen, who successfully went undercover into Syria in the 19, 1960s. It stars Sasha Baron Cohen, who I, I don't like at all, but he's excellent <laughs> in this. I feel the same about, about Nicolas Cage. I really, I, for some reason, I don't like him as actors, but sometimes they do, they do great things. That's Sasha Baron Cohen is excellent in this. Liz, it also has starring in it is Noah Emmerich from The Americans. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes, right. So he's in it and he plays the handler of Eli Cohen. And it also has, and she's phenomenal in this, Hadar Ratson Rotem, who in Homeland, she was in Homeland, the wife, she plays the wife. Yes. And she is extraordinary in it. So very good series. I think it's five or six episodes. So it's not, you know, it's not, it's not that involved that you can't jump on this, but I would recommend it. And it's The Spy on Netflix. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Good recommend. Julie, I have passed that by a couple times because I thought, oh, I don't know if I'm in the mood for the satire, but I didn't realize it no, was a dramatic. No, okay. It's very serious. Okay. So that's, again, you probably, that's Sasha Baron Cohen does all those goofy right. things that I don't like. Right. Yes. <laughs> he's serious right. in this and he's good. Okay. All right. Good tip. Good tip. All right. Well, we're getting ready to wind it down. So I just want to remind everyone that we love it when you rate and review our show in whatever podcast app you use, but especially on Apple Podcasts. It's really helpful to us when, uh, when you express your feelings about our show in the form of five stars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There was a good one that I read today, Lee, and this was posted by Kat Vance. This is an Apple podcast review. And Kat wrote, such a great podcast. Warning, try not to listen to Leon's root canal escapade with ear pods while at work. I was laughing so hard, my coworker thought I was crying. So that's, that is a classic episode. That's a great review. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Kat. Yeah, she said, humor aside, this is full of insight, great guests, and book recommendations, and so much more. So thank you, Kat, and thank you for everyone who is rating and reviewing our show. It really helps us a lot. All right, that's great. Good. That's Hey, Liz, that's fun. I like this new feature. Read, read nice reviews about ourselves. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs>
I copied, I copied it from other people. They, they, other, other shows seem to be doing it, Leanne. And so I was like, well, that's fun to hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's it for this week. Um, we would like to thank our engineer, Sergio Enriquez. Thank you, Sergio, for always making us sound great. A big thanks to Emily Loudermilk, our graphic designer, who has a lot of fun with the graphics. If you're not following us on Instagram, we'd love you to follow us on Instagram and see all of Emily's work. We're at Sat Sisters. A big thanks to our sponsors. They really do make it possible for us to do this show and your support of the sponsors. We hear about it and uh, it makes it possible for us to do this show. So thank you. Um, all right, you guys, to-do list. Uh, I mean, I've got a big week, but on Wednesday, I have to, I have to introduce these international women of courage. And um, so I have to work on all my name pronunciations. I have oh, like yeah, three yeah. hours set aside to review the footage from the State Department uh, uh, ceremony and then be able to replicate those pronunciations. Mm -hmm. So that is my job, name pronunciations, because I know what it's like when people pronounce your name wrong. It's just right. that. Yes, you yeah. do. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> and also, yeah, it's just, the, it's not funny to mispronounce someone's name. No, so, it's a sign so of respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People that make sort of a show of, oh, I don't know if I got that right. Yeah, no, stop that. That, yeah, that doesn't work I agree. anymore in the modern world. It's I, a sign of respect. You're right. I agree. Yes. All right. Okay. Liz. My to-do list, I think I'm going to begin a process that I'm calling the culling of the shoes, sisters, because I feel like we've made a commitment, like we're not going back to high heels and things, right? So, but just to remove- Well, Julie is. Julie, I am. Julie Speak is. for yourself. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you lefty here, my left leg just like, I, I look up at my closet and lefty seizes just even seeing um, some of those heels in there. I just know there's no way. So I think I need to remove them from the premises. So there's just no chance I will ever be tempted. And for me also, it's just, which shoes are you most likely to trip in? They got to go. They okay, just got to go. Right. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> it's not even an issue of comfort. They got to go. All right. Okay. The calling well, of the shoes. I like calling it. Calling of the shoes. Well, for me, it's the D-I-L-L. -L. That's the Daughter-in-Law Love Week. I want to get very, very nice uh, Mother's Day gifts for my daughter-in-laws because I think any working mom... You know, Mother's Day two, 2020 was what they deserved it. 2021, they deserve it even more because they yeah. have a whole nother year. So right. that's what I want, special gifts for my daughter-in-law. Um, and I encourage others to get special gifts for moms you know. Oh, oh nice. that's nice, Julie. It is true. What a year for mothers, <laughs> mothers oh, across no, the board. That's, that's, I yeah. mean, had a big, they had a hard year last year. It was even harder this year. So right, right. A big day. Okay. All right. Good. That's nice of you, Julie. Very nice. You're a nice mother-in-law. Well, next week on our Mother's Day show, we have some special Mother's Day dedications and uh, several are to daughters-in-law and several are to mothers-in-law. I, I, that's very nice. Uh, so there's that next week. All right, sisters, uh, have a great week. You, you too, Leanne. Good luck on Thursday. Okay. Thank you. Thank fingers you. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>